This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. And uh, if you've been tuning in lately, you know that Small Biz Florida is on the road again. Uh, We are attending and working the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference uh, being held uh, in Kissimmee at the beautiful JW Marriott. Uh, we have. Uh, this has been a regular stop for Small Biz Florida over the last couple of years. Incredible conference. It's all about small business uh, here for the next couple of days. Uh, when we were on the road with Small Biz Florida, uh, we like to always uh, uh, bring along with us our very good friend and uh, co-host of Small Biz Florida, Dr. Herb Ricardo, standout uh, business school professor at Indian River State College. So again, thank you, uh, Dr. Ricardo, for co-hosting here with us at JMI. Tom, thanks so much. It's great to be here. So as everyone knows, uh, Small Biz Florida is all about uh, creating awareness and highlighting business uh, resources and assistance programs across the state of Florida. We also like to celebrate entrepreneurial success and and talk to those folks that have that have been down the entrepreneurial path and and have created and launched products and and created and launched small businesses. And we've got one of those standout um, entrepreneurs with us now, uh, Michael Bernard. He is the co-founder and president of a product called Nightcap. And again. Uh, Michael is the first uh, guest on Small Biz Florida who has seen the inner workings of Shark Tank as a, as a participant in the, the show Shark Tank. Uh, welcome to Small Biz Florida, Michael. Thanks for having me. I got to tell you, Michael, I'll start with my story about Shark Tank. Okay. Um, I tell my entrepreneurship students uh, every class, I say, the only reality TV show I'll watch is Shark Tank because it's real. Uh, the the conversations you see on the TV show are the very ones that I've seen happen face to face in in closed door meetings with venture capitalists. So uh, so congratulations on making it through that buzzsaw uh, that is uh, the Shark Tank process. So thank you. It's uh, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's definitely a hell of a grind to even just get on that show. So. Uh, yes, that's what that's what I've heard. So so I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to hear about that. The you know the the process and and your experience there. But, but start us off with just a little bit of background about, about you um, and your pathway to creating uh, Nightcap. So uh, I started Nightcap with my 16-year-old sister in uh, 2019. Um, she uh, came up with the product in a dream, actually, after one of her friends went off to college and uh, had her drink spiked. Um, and uh, you know, I came home for the summer a few months later, and they had a little prototype sitting there. And you know, I, I had been in college for the last four years, and I understood how big of an issue it was. And I knew that there's nothing on the market, nothing had been invented that it was least used by pretty much anyone to prevent it. Um, and I saw just a huge potential in that specific product. Um, I, I didn't think it'd be easy to, to build a market for a product for that because of 
um, you know, what it is. But I saw the this specific product with, had a real marketing potential to it that other type of like drink lids wouldn't. Um, and I knew how important the issue was, so I, I decided to jump in and, and help her make her dream a reality. So uh, let's make sure our, our I want our listeners to understand what is Nightcap. What what is the uh, listen? I'll use the textbook entrepreneurship questions. What is the problem and what is your solution? All right. So Nightcap is a company that makes products for personal protection, um, specifically for drink spiking. Um, and the original product that you know we pitched on Shark Tank, our flagship product, is the drink spiking prevention scrunchie. And so it's essentially a scrunchie. You can wear it out in your wrist or in your hair. And then there's a little pocket inside of the scrunchie uh, that you, you know, wear out to the bar, wear out to a party, pull the cover out from the scrunchie, and uh, cover it over your drink to prevent from being drugged at the bar. Uh, and specifically, you know, it's not for leaving your drink unattended. It's for when your drink is right next to you while you're holding your drink. You know, you turn around for half a second, and it, that's just how long it takes for someone to drop something in. And uh, you know, it's 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 super important, and it happens more often right. than you would think. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um, so, so again, kind of take us through. Uh, what was your process? You, you, you know, had the, your sister had the idea. Um, kind of what was your next step when, when you had the idea? You connected. You said, "I, I recognized quickly this was a problem." Um, what was your next step? How did you start the entrepreneurial process in creating the product? Okay, so. The first thing we did was we took a survey of 100 women, 18 to 25. Aha. Uh-huh. Market sur- research. A yes. survey. I love it. Research. <laughs> yes. Market research. That that, thank superb. you very much. Yes. Well that's done. Good. Um, yes. Well done. Yeah. So um, we found that 26% of women uh, reported having their drink spiked at some point. Um, and those are 18 to 25-year-old you know, college-age students. Um, and we found that I think it was 80% maybe 85%, sorry, it was like three years ago at this point, but um, said that they would purchase something to prevent this from happening to them and to give them peace of mind. Um, and so with that knowledge, uh, we figured there, there could be a market for this. And there were three things to this product that, why I thought this would be the answer to that problem. Uh, the first one was that it's reusable. No one's going to uh, purchase drink lids over and over and over and over again to bring out with them. I know, I know kids who... Uh, they go out and they drink 10 different drinks at the uh, one happy hour in, in college. It's just not like financially doable. The second thing was that it's convenient. You can wear it on your wrists, wear it in your hair. Uh, you don't have to put a bunch of drink lids in your purse or something. It's, it's super easy. It, it's one size fits all. So it's one thing. That's all you got to do. Put on your wrists. You're good to go. Um, and the, what I think is actually the most important thing is that it's marketable. It's a scrunchie. And so because it's a scrunchie, it had this marketability where a normal drink lid wouldn't have. And um, we've been able to create an aura around it where it's a fun solution to a serious problem. And um, you know, we take pride in marketing it as something college-age students want to use instead of have to use it. Uh, and that it's, it's, you know, it's really caught on, especially... Uh, when you, when you bring that on TikTok and Shark Tank, and it makes it cool. College kids don't usually care about safety, um, and so we had to make that cool factor to make it popular. Nice. You know, um, we uh, teach entrepreneurship and, um, you know, idea generating, 
and um, you know, the idea sits in your mind. And I'm sure when you were talking to your sister and everything else, you, you had somebody to bounce something off of, of course, because it was her idea yep. and everything else. But then, um, what did your family think about it? And what did your friends? You know, obviously, it, there comes a point where you have to share this with somebody, right? Um, what did uh, they think about it? So uh, our dad loved it. My dad was uh, the first person that my sister showed when she came up with it. I was up in school. Um, she cut up my mom's pantyhose and, and made a prototype out of it and showed my dad, and he loved it so much. He took her like a few days later to go get a provisional patent on it. Um, and then he actually came up with the name Nightcap, which is, you know, kind of has, everyone loves the name. It has a few meanings to it. Um, so he loved it. Uh, my friends, you know, they'll tell you, like, They'll tell you what you want to hear at first, but you can tell by like... Excellent point. Yeah, yes. good point. Yeah. You can tell by their body language and, and there's different things like, you know, they don't really fully believe in it. Um, even, you know, my the girlfriend I had at the time wouldn't even use it when uh, she went out, you know, to the bar. So parents loved it. Friends, right. I, probably 50-50 on that. Um, but it, it was, you know, before it was popular, it wasn't... It wasn't the hottest thing. Yeah, you know, this is one of those, you know, being an entrepreneur uh, is that thought process of you're trying to balance between do I really have a good idea? Mm. I've got to share it. You did some research, right? You did research. Um, you're trying to figure out whether or not, you know, do I go to that next level, right? Yeah. And and um, at what point did you say, yes, we're going to go to that next level? Oh, um, I, don't, I think, honestly, there was a little bit of, like, ignorance uh, to, you know, at first it was not working. We went about six months, and we, it was so hard to even just sell one. Like, uh, I think after six months, we had about $20,000 in sales total, um, and that's with going on Fox Business, and that's with being on USA Today. And, um, you know, a lot of people might have stopped at that point, uh, but I kind of, I just had this vision for it. I knew there was like different things that we hadn't tried yet. And I feel like if you have a vision and you have like a tangible path you can see to get there, then you shouldn't give up on it. You know, if, if, if you think, oh, like people should be using this, I don't know why, but I, and I have no idea how it could possibly right. do it, then I don't know, maybe, maybe you're wrong. But if you have like this tangible vision of getting somewhere, it's, you know, try everything you possibly can to, to do it before you know, yeah. quitting on it. So, uh, so uh, take us to the next step. So tell us about the whole Shark Tank process. Uh, how did that all uh, come up and, and how does it work? All right. So, um, you know, we probably would have never gone on Shark Tank without COVID hitting. Um, I kind of felt like pressure to take on an investor and like really scale it up right after I graduated in December of 2019 and I started working on pitch decks and stuff. And, you know, I knew Shark Tank was a long process. So I was like, oh, like we don't, we don't have time for that. Like I need to either make this happen or get a job. So, um, then COVID hit and I was like, oh, well, you know, I can't get a job anyway right now. I might as well just, you know, live at home for a little bit and work on this and build it up. Uh, so I just went on the website, type in your email name, your website, maybe like one other thing it's like nothing almost um then like two months later i get a call from like a random california number and i was like I, I wasn't even gonna pick it up i waited to like the last ring it's like oh just pick it up and they're like oh, this is right, someone right. from shark tank yeah. and i was oh <laughs> okay i was not i wasn't ready for this call today um and you know it, it it uh from there it ended up being you know it's a multi-round process and it took i think i think that call was in like april and we ended up filming it in August and then it aired in February of the next year. Wow. So um, 
you know, it's it's oh, it's a long dear. process, and Obviously. and you know the the hardest thing about it, I think, is just not being able to tell anyone. <laughs> like, oh, is that what they say? Is that what they say? Don't 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 share it. Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to tell anyone that you're that you went on the show. Especially can't tell anyone like what happened on the show, which you know for some people it's a longer than others because some people you film. I think they usually film it like over the summer, but some people you know if you're the first episode of the season, you're usually airing in like September. Maybe you got to wait like a month or two, and then but if you're like the end of the season, you got to wait like eight, nine months or something since you filmed it and it just burns you inside. <laughs> so did you, did you get a deal? What, how did, how did your, uh, pitch and presentation go? Yeah. Uh, so we actually got one of the fastest deals in Shark Tank history. Um, uh, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, it, it went better than, uh, could have ever even imagined it going, uh, you know, go through it in your head like a hundred times and it's still never, probably not one scenario where it went better than that. Um, uh, we got a deal for $60,000 for 25%, um, which, you know, at the time we pitched, we had $68,000 in sales. Um, it was definitely, uh, it, it was uh, anxiety riddled. Um, the we, we were in the COVID year, and so we had a quarantine in a, a hotel for like a week before. And that was, so almost all of our sales, the, you know, the six, the, there was about a forty thousand dollar in the six weeks before we filmed. There was forty thousand dollars in sales we did um, that got it from twenty eight thousand to sixty eight thousand, and so we kind of started like clicking and figuring it out. Um, but all those sales had come from TikTok, and that week that we filmed was the week that uh, Trump was going to ban TikTok. Uh, and so I was, I was, I was thinking of like, I was like, oh my God, like we have these sales now, but the only platform that we've been able to figure out is the one that's about to be banned in the, wow. <laughs> banned in the U S. Uh, and so I was like, I was coming up with like all these different ways to like spin it. Like, oh, like we can, you know, we can replicate this on other platforms. And I, I was kind of telling myself a story that <laughs> I don't know if it was true or not. Um, but, uh, you know, I ended up just saying social media on the show and they never questioned it. <laughs> so I should, right. we just went with social media and it, it worked out, but it, it really worked out in the end. Cause you know, now we have over 175 million views on, on TikTok, over 420,000 followers on there and have not heard anything about it getting banned in <laughs> about right. a year, two years. So wow. Terrific. I think we're good to go. Yeah. What, what are sales like now for nightcap? Um, yeah. So, uh, we aired in February, 2021. And since then we have, I think we have over 2.5 million now. Um, and that was after, you know, doing 60,000 in the first year. So, wow. It was a big, uh, That's growth. Excellent. yeah. Superb. Well, and again, I just can't help but think as, as we've, you know, as we've been talking here, I mean, you, you really did textbook entrepreneurship. You, you would have gotten an A plus in, in class. Uh, you did all the right things. You, you know, especially you market research, you, you, you know, you, you had it, you started with a good idea, you researched it, you knew there was a market out there. You understood what the problem was. You offered a viable solution that I, I loved your points. It was convenient. It was easy. It was, you know, understandable. Uh, and then, you know, you, uh, you did what every entrepreneur has to do. Of course, you, you were lucky. You only had to do it once. <laughs> we, we teach entrepreneurs you're going to have to give this pitch a, you know, a thousand times. Uh, but um, but, but you, 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 know, you had the right platform to give the pitch uh, in. And, of course, those folks are certainly savvy and smart enough to, to know a good product when they see it. So, so again, you, you did great work. I guess... Uh, for those aspiring entrepreneurs, our students who will uh, will share this uh, this segment with, um, what were the surprises? I mean, what surprised you in all this? Like, wow, didn't didn't see that one coming. Uh, in, in Shark Tank or this? Oh, whole just process? in general, in, in entrepreneurship in general. Um, 
Well, number one would be uh, probably the knockoffs. <laughs> the I, I I never I never in my wildest dreams realized like how like when when people talk about like patent infringement and stuff like how like excessive. So it that's is. real. It's <laughs> it's like I mean I was thinking oh like you know there's like one company is gonna come. You know, knock you off. No, it's like uh, we've taken down over 300 listings uh, between Amazon, Alibaba, stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, and who have created knockoff products? Yeah, exact replicas. And you're like, really? Like, you're like that many people are like trying to steal this? <laughs> like what? Like something that you know right? we just came wow. up with yeah. in our in our house? Like, <laughs> well, well, to that point, to that point, give us your thoughts on the whole intellectual property patenting. Uh, versus kind of first to market. I mean, what 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 do you, what are you your thoughts on that nowadays? Do you? I have a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> um, so one thing we didn't, our lawyers never told us this, um, and that's why I have a new lawyer. Um, is you have to file for the international patent within a certain time frame of filing your U.S. patent. Um, and so we don't have an international patent. We only have a U.S. patent. And we do a lot of business in the U.K., uh, Australia, Europe. Uh, U.K. has a huge, huge drink spiking problem. And, uh, you know, if you go on Amazon U.K., we're not even, like, the first. Op- we don't even have Amazon's choice in the U.K. We, like, wow. They're, and, they, you know, they undercut you, and it's, you know, it, it, it sucks. Um, and that all stems from not understanding that international patent yeah, issue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if you would have been able to afford one at the time. Uh, but, you know, it would have been nice to at least know that no, <laughs> that, no, that it was sure. an option. Wow. Um, and so with the, you know, we use a software now. It's called Redpoints. I think there's probably a few different brands that do this. But basically, we, use a, we pay, it's like... $1,800 a month, and it scans the internet for everyone using your keywords, and it finds every fraud, every knockoff uh, listing, wow. and it puts them in a portal and allows you to just like click a button and get it removed. Um, and I th- but the biggest thing, you know, we do most of our business on Amazon, and so that's really, you know, if we protect Amazon US, like we'll be fine. That's the biggest market, and that's where we do most of our volume. And uh, we, Amazon doesn't always like respect patents up front and they make you go through like a lot of stuff to sometimes they're like oh you need court orders and stuff like this um and i think this is important because this is like a real resource that I, I don't think anyone knows about no one that i've talked to about this knows about it and uh the software company that we use they f- they found out about it but they found out about it like just for me they didn't even know about it before but there's something called the amazon neutral patent evaluation program and they don't advertise it because they don't make any money off of it, so nobody really knows it exists. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Um, so basically, what you do is there's like this email you send it to. I'm sure if you look up, I forgot the email, but if you look it up, you can find it. And you send an email and you're like, "This is my patent. It's being infringed on. I want to register for this program." Um, and so what they do is uh, you give they if they accept you to the program, you send them all the ASINs of all the infringing uh, listings, and you put up. Four thousand dollars. Well, you don't. At first, you don't do anything. But if this, basically, they contact the sellers. They say this person claims you're infringing on their patent. Um, if the seller believes that they're not infringing on your patent, or they have their own patent or something, they put up four thousand dollars. Then you put up four thousand dollars. They send it to a median arbitrator, and the uh, loser gets their money taken and given to the arbitrator, and their uh, listing removed. So, um, after we we did that twice, but neither of the times. The sellers were obviously infringing, and they didn't do anything. So once we did it twice, Amazon recognized that 
like everyone doing this is infringing on them. Right. And they said, okay, like we know that your patent is legit and these are all fakes. And they give you this, it's called an Apex ID. And when you file an infringement claim, you just put the Apex ID in and like they literally take it, like gone in two days and you're good. So if you go on wow. Amazon, like you won't find, you won't find uh, anything actually. That's incredible yeah. information. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's, it's really a lot, a lot of work. And, and, you know, I, I have to think, and I've got to give you credit, not only for designing, going through the process and everything else, but also the sustainability, mm -hmm. right? Because it sounds like every day something else is coming out at you. you go, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to deal with that, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even uh, I, got, I got someone's, someone's infringement on Amazon taken down two days ago. And I, I guess if you, if you have that happen a few times, then you're like, well, they delete your entire account. And they, they emailed us. They were like begging us to like repeal our infringement on like repeal it because they, they can't get their account back. And they're like, you know, it, it's like, oh, well, there's kind of a, like, a, do we really believe them that they didn't know? Like, like, are we going to give them, right. you know, this pass and like, let them get their account back out. And so I have to, yeah. this but it, it's, it's really, and it's, it's, when you invent something, it's very like personal. Yes. And you right. have this, like, you see someone else like taking, like you never like think about it. Like, it's so personal. And you're like, you want to, you know, you're cursing in your head, <laughs> like, right. like, wow, you're really going to, all the work I did to, you know, blow this up and market it and make it a real thing. And you're just going to go it. make it in your, in your basement. And <laughs> you know, I, I've had occasion, uh, through my years of being engaged in this entrepreneurship space and then working with the incubator at our college and, and, uh, being involved with small business owners to, to really kind of from time to time, uh, go to pitch events and, you know, see folks pitching and do those kind of things. There's a bunch of student entrepreneurs out there uh, across the state of Florida. What, I mean, you know, you, you kind of broke through as a student entrepreneur, kind of, what would you tell other student entrepreneurs? What's the advice as they're all out there, uh, you know, hustling to, to, to get to your level? Um, well, I'd say use all the resources you have while you're in school. Um, most of the money that we started with was from, you know, the pitch competitions uh, that I won at FSU. Uh, you know, go win your tuition back and uh, and use and use it for your business. Uh, I think that's super important. We used like the we took advantage of the um, called they have like a legal free legal counsel at FSU. I don't I don't know if every school has this, but um, you know. See, see what you have that's similar, right. um, but you know they they helped us file our trademark, uh, wow. and and they do it at cost. So like you just pay the fee for the patent office, and you're getting right. basically free free legal work. Uh, and so stuff like right. that can really help you yeah. at first. And that is a great point. I mean, for students to really understand, you know, thirty years ago this. You know, I, I tell folks all the time, if I'd have told my parents I was majoring in entrepreneurship, they'd have <laughs> called for me to come home and cut me off. Uh, but today, it, it is a real pathway. I mean, it is a real degree. And, and, and that pathway's made been made a lot easier and simpler because of exactly what you're saying, resources that are available at colleges. Yeah. So it's a great point. I think, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not only that, but it's also with the SBDC, which oh, is connected yeah, right. to so many colleges and universities. So you're absolutely right. You come from or you attended um, a university that actually had the resources. But in each one of these communities in Florida, they've got the SBDC and all these other support uh, environments. And so you're absolutely correct. You know, use the free stuff. Don't mm -hmm. pay for it. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, 
I, yeah, we took full advantage of that. And, and we got super fortunate because I came, I actually did four and a half years at school and I came up or Shira well, came your, up with Your this. parents are probably proud of you. It took me five. So. <laughs> well, yeah. So I know, yeah, I had like, I had like three classes cause I had like dropped, uh, I'm terrible at math. I ended up dropping like college algebra, like in my first semester, like four years earlier. And because of that, um, I, I ended up doing an extra semester. And so Shira had come up with this idea the summer before that last semester. So I had that one extra semester to take full advantage of all the resources I still had there. Yeah. Um, great. And, nice. Yeah. Great, great work. Um, Listen, uh, Michael, uh, honor, pleasure to have you on Small Biz Florida. What great. a, what a yeah. great story. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, A+. a plus on, <laughs> you really followed a, a natural uh, textbook uh, entrepreneurship pathway. I don't know whether that was by accident or by design, but, but you, you did it right. By, by both and by luck, too. We had a lot. I mean, it, it definitely takes some, like, breaks sometimes to... Sure. Know, to to get there, you're like, in, and they're not something you plan. It just kind of happens. And I guess again, I the, the, you know, I just want to tell you too that that you know, I think one of my test questions is on my entrepreneurship class is what's the most important characteristic of an entrepreneur, and it's it's uh, being able to recognize opportunity. And I think I think. Uh, you're 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 a great example of, of you saw a problem and it's a serious problem. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't this isn't one of those uh, you, you know kind of fake problems or uh, you know uh, you know invented problems. I mean this is a real problem and and you you found a real solution. Yeah. And my uh, my personal favorite entrepreneurship quality that I you know, I think everyone needs to have is self motivation. Um, you yeah. know, I've realized when you are an entrepreneur, there is literally nobody to tell you. <laughs> to get up in the morning That's like right. like you could just do nothing <laughs> yeah, if you point. want and like you kind of you, you have to and that's where like people say you know you have to like really like what you're doing because you have to just motivate yourself to it's do your it drive isn't it yeah especially yeah especially at first like when when no one you know when you have investors and stuff there's a little more like push right. and stuff but like you're the only one doing it and you know if, if, if especially if you're doing like something else you're doing school you have a job like it's hard to also do that second thing and you have to like take when am I going to motivate myself to have that time and, to do it? And, and I just have one quick question. And what's your sister doing now? <laughs> oh no, we work we work together on it. It's actually yeah. just a t we outsource like most of our stuff. We outsource manufacturing, fulfillment, uh, pretty much anything we possibly can. Yeah. Um, but it's just the two of us. She does all the social media. Um, she does. You know, our company basically runs on TikTok and Instagram. Sure. Um, and you know, she spends most of her time doing that. Uh, dealing with influencers and yeah. um, she you know, we're starting a new college ambassador program um, and sh she's going to be working on on that but yeah she is the uh, she is the CEO and she's just she's not here right now but she's uh, back at the office working <laughs> right, nice how do we uh, how do we find nightcap how do we check out uh, the product and uh, how do we buy one how do we get one and uh, you can go to nightcapit.com uh, we they're available on there. Um, we also we introduced the new Nightcap keychain, which is a unisex version of it. It's basically the same product, but comes in a little pouch on your keys. Um, and, and also our new product, Stop Tops, which we just imported from the UK uh, as their exclusive distributor in the US, which is a disposable uh, version. It's kind of like we call it the drinks biking prevention sticker. So you can find all those at nightcap.com. We're also available on Amazon US, Canada, Germany, UK. Nice. And it's nightcapit.it. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, okay. came, I came up with that like the 
sec I was trying to I used to, I think the original domain I bought was nightcap4u.com. <laughs> I don't nightcap is nightcap it has really like stuck people and, and people you know the business is called nightcap but uh everyone seems to call it nightcap it just okay. but uh, yeah. it's kind of stuck. Michael, right. incredible story, great work, congratulations, A plus in entrepreneurship, SBM 1000, right. uh, Dr. Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you get out, do you talk to, to, to young entrepreneurs, do you make it a practice to maybe share the story? Is that? I do, you know, we do a lot of, a lot of podcasts, we, uh, you know, when, when we're asked to attend events, we, we pretty much always go, so when any, yeah. you know, most opportunities, we do... Um, Oh, uh, you know, we, I've done some volunteering with uh, this organization in my county where we go to schools and, and talk about entrepreneurship. So, nice. you know, whenever invited, we pretty much always go if we can. Okay. Michael, great work. Thanks for having me. It is nightcapit.com. It is the drink spiking prevention uh, product um, brought to you by Michael Bernard and his sister. Shira. Shira. Bernard. Uh, great work. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. We're coming to you from the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. Um, uh, excellent gathering of uh, small business owners, operators, and standout entrepreneurs like Michael and his sister. Uh, and we, again, thank Dr. Ricardo for co-hosting with us here at JMI. And with that, uh, stay tuned. You're going to have uh, more segments uh, coming to you right here from the JW Marriott and the 11th Annual JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.